Uh, oh God, Chinese overload. <laughs> Barbenheimer Schmidt. <laughs> uh, His name was my name too. So what? So what brings us here today? What? Same thing as yesterday. <laughs> I don't remember what yesterday was. Yesterday was today. No, that's not. That's not right. Yep, that's not true. Don't mess with my brain. Not now. Not after Phil. China. Not after Phil Connors. <laughs> not after Chinese dinner. Yeah, that was a whoo. The but rice and don't hey. rice and don't play. Gator yes. don't play. <laughs> that was that was really good Chinese. I'm I'm in I'm in danger <laughs> living yeah. as close to that place I, as I, I do. ate the whole thing. Didn't think I would do that. Yeah, it's not it's not a modest but, like it's it's like a portion designed for tomorrow's lunch. Yeah, but but I just decided I'll just skip tomorrow's lunch and eat it now. Yeah. Hey, you know your eater's prerogative. Yes. Yeah, the, this being Groundhog Day week, we find out this hellscape of cold we've been living in for God knows how long uh-huh. is finally over or not. So I figure we cite the the good old Bill Murray, see if we can get some wisdom here yes. as to how to handle this. Yes. Because I think no truer story about the harshness of winter, <laughs> except for maybe the, <laughs> the thing. In Yeah, the thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Groundhog Day, utter comedic classic from mm. Harold Ramis. Yes, and I'd want to get into it through through the course of the episode. But this was the movie that broke their friendship. Oh, this one was it. This was the one that did it. Oh, okay. This is if you want to if you want to point a finger of blame as to why there is no original cast Ghostbusters three. Yeah, this this, this movie is why. <laughs> this movie is why. Okay. Yeah, we and it's, it was all behind the scenes stuff. So it's like okay. watching the movie. You can't See, I don't know the whole story behind it's, that. I don't think anybody knows like the full scope of the real story, but it was like this is where they stopped talking to each other. Okay. This is where something about the creative differences or like set things that were said between the two of them. Because Harold Ramis directed this, also had a small role in it as the the doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> that he sees to get his head scanned. Yes, and uh, yeah, they, their friendship goes back way, like way back to Caddyshack. Yeah, when they they both came out of National Lampoon and. Yeah, it was rough because it was like their friendship was one of the comedic bedrocks of the industry. So mm-hmm. when that kind of like bottomed out, it was a, it was rough for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they spoke until Harold Ramis's deathbed. Yeah, huh? And that whatever it was was they did have some sort of reconciliation, but they didn't speak for years. Huh? Didn't okay. Well, when we get to that yeah. point, unless we're unless we're at it now. I mean, I, I guess I did kind of give a full scope. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, no, it was tough. Yeah, like the okay, especially Ghostbusters fans. That was tough. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it it happened during Groundhog Day. Yeah. So for anyone who has never heard of the movie Groundhog Day, it's it it's another masterpiece. Also, who are you? <laughs> also, yes, yeah. What are you doing? This is one I've come to have. I, I, I'm back to a love relationship with it, but for a little time there, I had a hateful relationship with Interesting. it. Interesting. Do you know why? I don't, but... You sure? I'm curious. Because I'm positive I'm you probably went through the same thing, no? Probably Maybe not. Probably, but... it. This was one of the movies we had to uh, break down in school. Yes. Yeah, okay, I see. What, I see. What, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had to use the, the sequence method. I hate it. I know exactly... Of, now and, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I just was like, I, I, I can't. It was one of those writing buzzwords that didn't mean anything. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it, I remember doing it. It was what it was. Narrative structure. That yeah. was the course. I think this was for narrative structure. Sounds like it was. And our professor brought in this new, this new spine, this new playbook on how to write a screenplay. 
And it was the sequence method. And it was very difficult to get to work all the time. Essentially, it was it was stating that a normal a normal film is can be broken down into like 10 sequences of short films. Yeah. And each each one little thing has its own arc, everything and has to lead into the other. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. But when that was the only way to do it, that's where you run into some issue. I always yeah. Feel, when it comes to writing, and I'll I'll just say this quick, and then I'll I'll let it go. Uh, <laughs> only a, only a little bit of bitter hatred. Well, <laughs> just because like it was there. drilling one way and only this only one way. It's got to be this way. Yeah, and it can work for certain stories. It's it's a tool. Well, it also comes back to like what was the original ten- intention. You can't know that. Yeah. For, sure. for unless you hear it directly from. Harold Ramis's mouth. You mm-hmm. can't know that. Yeah. And I I highly doubt he used the sequence method to write this this story. Yeah. And it's it, it, it once and then as we and then as the course progressed and like the year after, then they decided, all right, we'll only teach it as like one week. Here is another here's another approach, a different lens that you can look at the story. Yeah. It would be the same way of like doing Dan Harmon's story circle, circle. story circle, which is great too. Yeah. But not he made he made that for him to help make it better because that's the way he writes. And, yeah, you know, it's I will say that like sidebar for Story Circle, it's like that doesn't work for everything. But there are a lot of unique types of stories that that's extremely helpful. Yes, for. no, exactly. So once we all finally came to the realization that you can use any tool that you want rather than just one. Yeah, I was I, I became much my relationship then with Groundhog Day became better again. Yeah. Because it was good in the beginning. Then there was a, that little period there. I was like, God, I hate this movie right now. <laughs> There's something in Groundhog Day that, like the like the rest of like the core directorial pieces for Harold Ramis, that just stick with me. And it's it's like the Buddhism angle. Yeah. Because he was a very devout Buddhist. Oh, like he, he was. Fo- he followed like the practices and like it, it infused in a lot of his work, yeah. his writings especially. But it was like this multiplicity, bedazzled, and Caddyshack specifically. Uh-huh. Like all had like these little like nuggets of like like in Caddyshack, it was Bill Murray's lines talking about Gunga La Gunga and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, like, There's yeah. like little nuggets of things and it's uh, the the opening in, in Groundhog Day with the clouds and like the atmosphere like like some kind of higher power inflicting wisdom down on this mm-hmm. this unsuspecting character yeah um, or just like karma in general or some yeah. sort of it, it almost I always and that's interesting I always kind of saw it as a different take on the Christmas Carol a little bit mm-hmm. he is a bit of a there's a, a lot Scrooge of parallels character. with once or whip, 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 a wonderful life confined. yes Sorry. yes 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 <laughs> So yeah, and I, I, I just thought it was like interesting how it's oh we'll do it on Groundhog Day yeah and of course again if you've never seen the movie he is stuck living the same day over and over again it is kind of the quintessential time loop movie yeah and I think that that's funny because it is such like a quirky like towny comedy mm-hmm. but it is like oh yeah you this could, very existential like yeah you time could, theory movie <laughs> you could easily turn this in fact probably I'd say. For someone who's like new at writing or still even just journeyman level, the innate pull is to go with just make this straight dramatic and and profound and like you wouldn't even think to do like a comedy out of the out of this story just based on the idea itself. Someone stuck in a 
a time loop going and, and they have to figure out why and there's no one there to even tell them. Yeah. There is no, that is one thing like you, you just pointed out. I really do like about this, that there's no character that comes down or the, it's the, just, it is the, like the universe. There is it's no, like, yeah, yeah, there is like, no personification like, of what's yeah. happening to him. There's no uh, threshold guardian character. There's no real intention ever. Given there's no either. true antagonist other yeah. than himself. It is literally it's, just, it's like an entire movie about character development, yeah. which is kind of, and great. it is, and it is just the universe like you said that's or so we think yeah it's the fact that his his negative attitude prior to the being stuck in groundhog day has forced him into this prison now he's going to be stuck here and i did look up at one point it was like i was trying to find out like at least from like an intention standpoint like how long roughly was he stuck in there and yeah I, there was a quote from harold ramus at one point from some interview i think it was like a radio show or something he did stating that it was somewhere along the lines of ten thousand years yes i and that was weird because i remember like as i got older and i would watch this movie i wanted i brought up that question i was like how long was he stuck there yeah so i tried to count Mm-hmm. based on watching it like, like every purely time. like what's just, referenced yeah purely like what's referenced even in the montage scenes when he's getting slapped around a lot or yeah uh by annie mcdowell's character which by the way annie mcdowell in both the movies she worked with harold ramus is fantastic yes and i think it's very clear that they had a good working relationship mm-hmm. but uh yeah like the, uh, her and uh, specifically multiplicity and this groundhog day she was just the two of them had a good shorthand yeah yeah, yeah. really good but yes but like, I, I think Harold Ramis had a had a fantastic comedy career. I think that Bedazzled is a harshly that's, underrated comedy. Yeah, that's another one that I really. I love. think a lot of people don't even know that he did that because it doesn't like it doesn't stand out. As, I like, didn't the until same. you just told me right now. Yeah, it doesn't stand out as like cut from the same cloth. But yeah. then when you look at it from that lens, it's like, oh, that really is like the same energy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think he, he and Brendan Fraser had to and and what's, what's Elizabeth Hurley? Elizabeth Hurley like they must have had a blast making that movie because it's so oh, yeah. absurd. It, I mean, is it safe? I mean, obviously, I've never been on a Harold Ramis movie, nor will I. But, Unfortunately, yes. R.I.P. But, <laughs> but I mean, is it safe to say that like people enjoyed themselves? I guess not, because you said Groundhog Day. Was- Groundhog Day, if any of them, is the anomaly. Because okay. what what we will never probably know specifics on some <laughs> went down behind the scenes between him and Murray, and they. Mm-hmm didn't speak for years as a result of it. Like it must've gotten real personal because they were, they were close friends for years. Like they, they got famous off of both Caddyshack and Ghostbusters. They had like the same meteoric rise to rise to fame. It's some, some, some went down. We probably will never know the specifics, but whatever it was, was bad enough for them to not speak Mm -hmm. for decades. So, so like, did it happen? Do you know if it happened during it? Was it right after? Like it, my bet is the heat and meat of it was during production. During production, okay. Like principal photography. Yeah, because I know that in some ways it did impact. Learning right. moment for yeah. those who do not know what principal photography is. It's pretty, I think, self-explanatory. But that is in reference to the stage of film production where you are now on set. Like the initial launch yes. of production, and it's like where you intend to get everything, but it's like inevitably yes, you but don't. But inevitably, you miss life gets in the way and causes many issues, or weather, or what have you. Something yeah. messes with it, and then you have inevitably have to come back and do what's called commonly reshoots. Reshoots, yep. Second unit. Sometimes you'll hear yes. stuff like that. But anyway, but, continue. Yeah, yeah. So they, it was rough, and a lot of people were like, not to get into a whole Ghostbusters thing, but it they in, in terms of the drama of it was was tied to it. So a lot of people were hoping for Ivan Reitman and their team to get mm-hmm. back together with the original cast of Ghostbusters and make a Ghostbusters 3. There was a script that Harold Ramis himself had written Yeah, was fighting with the studio to try and get made and because they couldn't get Bill Murray and him in the same room was kind of like the, the real 
crux of the problem yeah. of why they wouldn't sign off on it. And it was tough. It, it, it took a lot of pushing. Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis fought with that studio for years and years and years and years. And they just, because of the strife with Murray, they couldn't get them in the same room and get like no, you have no comedic chemistry when that's the case. Yeah. It's like the, the whole thing falls apart and I get why they wouldn't sign off on it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was tough. And I, I know a lot of, a lot of fans took it hard, but they they eventually did make the the game. Yeah, I remember the the, the PS3 game. It probably came out for a couple systems, which I was think. doable because it was basically a voice acting yeah. scenario. They could record their lines yeah. separately. It was something that they could do and finish out the story. And yeah, often that game is regarded as Ghostbusters three. I, I did. I really did enjoy playing that game. That was a very good. Is good. I, I did like it too. I actually I have it on the Nintendo. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, how would gra- like I said? I, could I, you make Groundhog Day into a game? I, I actually really funny that you bring that up because I okay. I didn't know about this until like three days ago. Yeah, I looked into it. There is a Groundhog Day video game, and it really? is based on the original storyline. is intended as a direct sequel, and it was I think it was funded by Dan Aykroyd. Okay, that makes sense. And it the story of it is that it is Phil's son returning to Punxsutawney, uh-huh. experiencing the same events. Okay. It's and, very strange. And you have to figure out, yeah, you could definitely do it. I mean, you could definitely do even just that concept of being stuck in a time loop yeah, and doing your own thing with it. I mean, that's, it's become a, has the time loop become cliche? I think a little say? bit. Although there's, there's some interesting uses of it. No tomorrow. Da, 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 da. Live, die, repeat is Live. the tagline with oh, the Tom uh, Cruise uh, and uh, Emily Blunt. Uh, yeah. I have a copy of it. I can't think of the title of it. No. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Thank you. I couldn't find it. Yeah. I think right? that that one's a very yeah. unique take on the, the formula. It did something a little spicier with it. Yes. Like, it, I was like, well, you that, can't just do a comedy. So, yeah. Real so, going, right no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going back to class, again, digging back into our college days. School us. School. Take us back to no. school. <laughs> there was, I will say one thing I did learn that was interesting from that whole ordeal of the sequence method is we were given a script that I guess our professor had or knew somebody who wrote and it was the same concept. Yeah. Someone stuck in a time loop only they did it very differently in the sense of the time loop wasn't one day, but rather I want to say it was like any, if I can remember ghost of a chance, I think was the title of the script. Yeah. And it was something with the trigger was, I think kind of like Edge of Tomorrow, anytime they die, they go back yeah. to a certain point. Which is a smart trigger. Yeah. Know? So the. the Because then the, you have the threat of they, like, yeah. if you don't complete that circle, it's like you might actually die for Yeah. Real. What they could experience went longer. And yeah. like each time he died and came back, he would live like he was doing different things, living out different lives. Yeah. But I think there was someone else he met, a woman who it was happening to her too. I forget how it ends. But point being, it it was a decent script. I remember reading it, but it came out. He wrote it the same around the same time as Groundhog Day. Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately for him, like that, completely under there's no way. I mean, never got picked up as far as I know. Yeah, but no, it it was it was a good learning experience though to be like, okay, how how much even just the concept of the time loop can be taken, yeah, different ways, and how you can put your own twist. Well, also too, like I think the the range of emotion that Phil's character goes through through this, Mm -hmm. also like side side sidebar, how great is it to see Pittsburgh in the introductory sequence? Yes, that's the only. It's one of the main reasons i keep coming back and watching it just yeah. like to look at pittsburgh in the, the 80s mm-hmm. the late 80s that would have been the early 90s now 
Yeah, 93. Well, the movie came out in 93. Okay, then it was 90s. Okay. <laughs> thanks, I mean, late 80s, the, I early. appreciate the double check. Yeah. But er, in the early 90s, it's great to see, like, it's before the casinos there. It's before yes. they tore down Three Rivers. It's yep. before all that. So it's like, it's a totally different look at Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but it's it's cool. And the atmosphere of Pennsylvania in general, it's like they, they did. They do capture, really yeah, I think, even though I think they did shoot. Is, they did not shoot Punxsutawney for Punxsutawney. No, I mean, it's not Punxsutawney where they actually shoot the movie but yeah it, they did capture that pennsylvania feel like i feel like i'm in western pa yeah when. especially for it not being actually there yeah and the, the cast of characters that they got to i mean they got some big names i mean around the time ned ryerson is a notable actor i mean yeah. he's like been in a he, memento he's been in a ton of stuff over the years he's done a lot of cameos he was in several he was in an episode of seinfeld <laughs> what else is he he's done a ton but yeah the 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 range but i was back to my original point the, yes. the range of emotions that phil goes through like the character development they put him through it's like he he lives mult like every conceivable emotion yeah. on the screen of this film. Yes. And I think like for comedy to achieve that like, yeah. wide range of drama is impressive. Well, and that's uh, one thing I've always held to in terms of a writing principle is ev- the best drama has comedy and the best comedy has drama. Like, yeah. I'm not like that. I mean, that's, that's nothing revolutionary, but that's one thing that's kind of drilled in your head when you're l- trying to learn to write or at least take writing more seriously. Well, I think uh, too, like in, in in this specifically, it's like the 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 sequence where Phil like snaps and he's like tr- he realizes like he can't kill himself. He can't. He tries like kidnapping the groundhog. He's like he tries yep. every like most drastic, absurd Thing human emotion. Of, like, yeah, and it's just like it's blah not, blah 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 blah. It's, it's here and gobbler's not. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way this is ever <laughs> going, going to, to end. end. It's it's very enigmatic of like the human experience and like the, yeah, the, the severe existentialism that hits, I think most of us at a certain point in our life where just life feels yeah. inescapable. You yeah. can't get the f- out. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yes, it absolutely. Whether or not you're obviously none of us are stuck in a time loop. Yeah. But it's, there's, but there's that, a, a relatability yeah, that, that, to that. That feeling of being trapped. I think all of us experience it at least once in our life. Yeah. It's just like, I can't get out. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This I can't, why am I stuck here? <laughs> yeah. Even if you're just stuck in traffic. Yeah. You're just like, just sitting there seething. Like I was today. I was like, Oh God, there were two accidents. Oh God. You so can't I couldn't catch go the way you can't catch a break. I couldn't go the way you I told saw you, me. I saw you on maps. I was wondering. Yeah. I couldn't go the way you had told me cause there was an accident. So yeah, I had to go the other way and I was like, I'll go that way. And I was like, this is going to take forever. So I had to make another detour. I had you to went come. like 376. Yeah. And then I came up Bex run road and came back <laughs> down that way. way. That's not a bad way. So at least I know there's a third option. Yeah. That's not, doesn't add too much. I would time just say it. like at all costs, uh, avoid Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a but yeah, it was, yeah, it sucked. But anyway, yeah. Getting stuck in something like that. Yeah. S- stuck in, stuck in debt. Who isn't stuck in debt? Yeah. I mean, like our entire generation is. But yeah, that, it, this movie definitely. One of the things hits. I took from that whole sequence of events personally was just like when you get down to that, like you just use it, use that time to like develop a skill. Like he learns how to play the piano. Yeah. No, and that's, I always like that because at first, okay, there's that, that denial of like what's happening to him when it first happens. Yeah. Then it becomes kind of like fun and games. He starts robbing an armored car. Yeah. He starts. He has the timing down to like yeah, a perfect. He tea. just <laughs> he just eats anything he wants. Mm-hmm. He uh, walking around in the cowboy costume. He, yeah, he dating every woman. In he, town. he meets. He does the. He does almost like a Seinfeld little bit where he goes and meets the one. I think the red hair Nancy, yeah. and he's like, 
were you when did where'd you go to high school what's your name yeah. like nancy's like, nancy. okay lincoln and he's, taylor yeah got it <laughs> and he meets her again at the next day just to get with her but he really wants to get with any mcdowell's character mm-hmm. so he forgets her name and she's like oh rita she's like nancy whatever whatever <laughs> and then he's doing the cowboy bit with the french maid there is that progression of i feel like all of us would kind of maybe have that then there's the misery where he's just like he gets into the self-loathing because he realizes that he is quote i am a jerk quote unquote and he he does come to grips with some some of his personal traits and things and like realizes oh maybe i am kind of a pain in the ass yeah (laughs) i think too it's like he's it's almost being stuck in that day you're you're forced to look at yourself because no one else right now can yeah really look at you and i always that's what i always took as the thing that obviously that's the thing that breaks it when Andy McDowell's character Rita stays the night with him mm-hmm. and and by stay the night there's no hanky panky going on they just they just fall asleep together throwing cards and I don't understand how sleep got all <laughs> twist and tangled up together with that yeah but there was none of that going on yeah and I think that 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 simple act of her staying and her wanting to stay with him started the turn well yeah well that is what breaks the the yeah. spell if you will him because finally someone now saw him and he saw someone outside of himself and karma the universe finally lets him out well, i think it was this I ten thousand year prison i i had i had i respectfully i have a slightly different view i took oh, it you <laughs> I, no, I took it as like when he genuinely has an appreciation for life Yes, that's so, true. Because he does do a lot other things that day. He changes the last the day he's there. He like he catches the kid, saves the kid from the yeah. Tree. He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> he he genuinely like he becomes the life of the party, but not for his own glory, mm-hmm. but because he wants everybody to have a good. He's genuinely enveloped in this town. He becomes yeah. like very much a proponent of Punxsutawney, which is I think like the whole be- the whole introductory sequence before the inciting incident. He like. Is talking about how he loathes Punxsutawney and loathes doing this story. Yeah. But then, like the turner, the turn and the change is that he fully appreciates this town and what it's worth. Yeah, he genuinely appreciates the town, and I, I think that that is kind of where some of the soul of the story is because yeah. that's where like the ultimate well, change is. Yeah, and he stops seeing life as a curse and more as a blessing. Yeah, finally, he like goes through the whole rigmarole of trying to kill himself. And yeah. Stealing. Oh, and I think a key key thing too that kind of starts that all off or like is the low moment for him is he's trying to kill himself all that but yeah. him trying to help the homeless man yeah who is constantly and he, he feel like he genuinely gets hit hard by that like yeah because he tries to that he's the one that always tries to help him but he never can gets hard down there at the bottom so yeah yeah those are great little scenes yeah. and that that character never has a single word in in that whole oh. movie. I don't think he says one word. He smiles he right. at him. He might grunt or say something. Yeah. But no, that's... Pop, breathe, that's, pop, breathe. Like, how yeah. hard is... Like, how... I can't, I can't... Like, as funny as that movie is, like, that scene is tough to watch. Yeah. Like, Well, even the scene, I really love Bill Murray's performance. One of my favorite performances of his in this is the first time he brings... You don't even see him. He brings him into the hospital. Yeah. And the nurse says, did you bring the, the old man? Yeah. And he says, yeah, how is he? And he's like, well, he just passed away. And he was like, not like today. To see they his chart. Oh, he's, yeah, he says, I'd like to see his chart. Like, and excuse me, he just like goes. Like, there's that denial again. Yeah. Of not wanting to deal with death. Yeah, death and Mortality. that being a part of life. Yeah, there, there's a lot of. I didn't know that you had said that Harold Ramos was Buddhist. So there's like that big. There's a tie in there. That circle. 
mm-hmm. coming through to fruition. So, and it's like the full scope and appreciation of life. It's not even like like yes, the town is part of that, like appreciating mm-hmm. the town and all the people in it. But it's like the grander scope of that is appreciating life and all that life has to offer. Yeah, and and it, it, it's not it can't be by accident that they leave. I am curious why did they pick Pittsburgh? Well, I guess if they're doing Groundhog, Day, I think it's just sense. for proximity, just for proximity, yeah. but. I know I'm pretty sure he wanted this to be like another like kind of the holiday classic to like how wonderful life or Christmas vacation eventually became for Christmas. I think that the mundanity of the holiday itself of Groundhog Day of February is kind of the kind of a time of year where everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why would anybody make a movie about that? But it's like, but it's perfect for this because the whole movie is about mundanity. Yes. Yes. No, exactly. And it can't be by accident that they start the story in pittsburgh yeah leave like the urban the glamour of even though even though maybe late 80s early 90s pittsburgh wasn't the most glamorous place to be but but i'm getting like you're leaving that urban sprawl to come to the countryside now that we mentioned the pittsburgh sequence it's really funny because i didn't even try to do this but for three weeks in a row we have (laughs) topics that center around pieces that have a casting choice in it that relate back to stargate (laughs) the 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 dude in the glasses in the beginning, he's in a ton of stuff. I can't remember the dude's name, but okay, he he is also oh the one who says morning up to see the groundhog. That guy? No, no, no. Oh. Like in the studio in the very beginning. Oh, like, in the in the studio. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So he he's in a very specific episode of Stargate where he plays somebody who comes to Earth from another planet, and he's producing a sh- he's producing the Stargate television show within the world of Stargate. Oh my god! So for three weeks in a row, we have a Stargate tie-in. <laughs> unintentionally well we will not have a stargate tie-in next week what's not you know never say never say never i can find one anyway yes but yes this is definitely one that we we quote a lot oh big time Um, the especially like just here a little bit can continue most notably the sequence where he steals phil and like drives off the yes oh he might be okay he might be okay boo that was my anthem of like through 2020 when everything felt like it was just continuously getting worse yeah like well might be okay <laughs> carp blows up <laughs> it's not bad for a quadruped <laughs> check the, check your mirrors check, check your mirrors. side of your eye side of your eye side of your eye <laughs> it also like uh, the endless amounts of times that he and doyle murphy yeah were <laughs> in, in movies together i actually like i i love bill murray but it's like there's something about brian doyle murphy that like mm-hmm. lights up a, like we talked about him in christmas vacation that dude is just yeah there's something about the dryness of his stare, like oh, in, yeah. in Caddyshack, <laughs> like the, the ending when the ball is about to fall in the hole. And you just have that low angle shot of him just staring at it. Like, yeah. It, stuck in my brain. One forever. thing I'm too thinking about this now, like script wise, again, I'm just going off my own generalizations and what I think. This isn't a history of necessarily what happened behind the scenes yeah. or I'm sure this went through rewrite hell every script i feel like goes through like so like, i don't know well, i know the, like, the non-linear nature of this production was can't have been fun because they were shooting like every location specifically for all the events that happened in that sp- yeah so it was like when they, yeah this the would, Ned have, been, this would have been a product a principal production like nightmare, so like i feel like it, no? like you'd be shooting like the ned ryerson street scene for like three days in a row yeah Cause like you have to shoot that out and then and you got to do the different variations of what's, what he's doing, but everyone else has to kind of play it the same way. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the monotonousness for everybody yeah. who's not Bill Murray. <laughs> this movie had to been a nightmare. You know what this one kind of reminds me a lot of, have you ever seen in terms of like the tone? I think this is one that kind of gets lost. Have you ever seen Joe versus the volcano? Yeah. A long, long time ago but with yeah. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah. One of the, one of the, I think that's their first film together. 
I remember. Was that correctly. a Nora Ephron or no? I don't uh, think that it was. I don't remember. I don't think that it but was. But it has that same sort of thing, like stuck. Yeah. In in it's that 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 just mundane stuck in like Tom Hanks's character at the time is works at this like soulless like just like weird like almost like a Tim Burton looking like something that came out of like Ed, Edward Scissorhands or Never yeah. Before Christmas like Factory and. He's, I think eventually he's, he's a fired or he's told that he goes to the doctor. He's like, you have brain fog or something. Or like, there's like a, a thing that's going to kill you in like a couple months. So you should just go live your life. Yeah. That starts his journey of one of the, like a rich, wealthy man tells him that if he jumps into a volcano, he can, he can help people on an island. I forget, but I have to do that. I'm, I'm losing yeah. my train of thought. Here. That's okay. But no, it was just like that same sort of appreciation for life getting out of that that prison yeah and and the the style of it the script the story they they have similar feels uh, to them and they both came out tuesday has no feel <laughs> this is a very oniony movie there's a lot of yeah. layers to this and more than i could probably cover in a, in a short hour here mm-hmm. but, uh i i genuinely miss harold ramus like every single day yeah that, that he was one of the true legends it was it was heartfelt seeing him back on the screen for for the afterlife for yeah me. so i i think that it, i'm i think a lot of people are not alone in just love of him and like i feel he was taken from us too early he died yeah. he he had a, a a slew of illness that he he dealt with towards yeah. the end of life and going back to talking about the the drama of behind the scenes of groundhog day in ramus did meet on on what i found to be his near deathbed Mm -hmm. the specifics of which are not obviously public that was very personal between the two of them but those close to the two of them have said that they did reconcile before the end but it was very much a too little too late kind of situation yeah unfortunate because they they were one of the great comedic collaborations of our time yeah so unfortunate that we we lost him but i mean we have some great pieces of comedy from him from over the years i mean just between the ones we mentioned like bedazzled caddyshack ghostbusters one and two obviously and mm-hmm. multiplicity as well good stuff that's another good one yeah underrated underrated yeah. as hell i'm a keaton, prime keaton mm-hmm. keaton is at his best when he's the family man in my opinion yeah. mr mom i think is one of the best movies ever made yeah one of the best john hughes one of the most underrated john hughes yeah fantastic <laughs> you want a beer it's seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> scotch <laughs> <laughs> so if you were stuck in a time loop in if you were stuck in phil connor's situation yeah would you have, like, if that could actually get, happen to someone, would you have the wherewithal being, knowing about Groundhog Day and the movie, would you have the wherewithal to... My initial reaction would be the flapjack sequence. The flapjack sequence? When when he, when he takes the, t- the two drunk guys home, <laughs> don't drive on the railroad uh, tracks. Okay. Then he orders the flapjacks from the two guys. Yes, uh, take some, flap, yeah, some flapjacks. Is it too early for flapjacks? Jacks. <laughs> that's where he's like testing yeah he's testing he's, the limits. he's, like, he's like how he's first like he's become aware that this is not gonna change and yeah he's like really testing the bound he like that the night before is when somebody mentions to him that he could do whatever he wanted and he's, that's where it snaps and he's mm-hmm. like oh, oh i can he's like i'm gonna test the boundaries of this and, so, yeah. and if i if in his mind you can kind of see the light go off or he's like well if if there is a tomorrow and i have to pay the consequences for this at least i get out of it yeah and that's an interesting here that is an interesting thing because thinking about how the sequences of him trying to kill himself all the times over. I think the first yeah. one is he steals the groundhog. Just walks down, gets the toaster, yeah. no emotion. Yeah, there's another <laughs> one, gets the toaster, no emotion. Jumps off the top of the clock tower. Yeah. What's the other one he does? 
Jumps off the clock tower. There's another. One. Oh, he tries to get hit by like a truck. He just steps right in front yeah, of a bus. Yeah, he steps right in front of a bu- bus. Yeah. Yeah. Is there another one that he that? I mean, I, I get you're supposed to insinuate he tries it multiple multiple, multiple times. times. There's some that he mentions. I have and, been shot, stabbed, yeah. hung, electrocuted. <laughs> There's like he goes through like 15 of them. Yeah. Like, that's interesting because it's almost like from a writer's perspective, it's like so many movies and even good ones too, but bad ones. But like it's kind of a crux you want to lean on to like just have the character's journey end in death. Yeah. that That's always like sort of like a well, okay, and then 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 the protagonist dies or something along those lines. It, it can be too easy of a, of a net to fall into to end your story. Yeah. Uh, what I like about that sequence in this specifically is is I, there's not a lot of iterations of storytelling that like take the sting of the existential nature of death out. And yeah. I think this is one of the great examples. Yeah, no, I, I like to how it's almost a, a way of saying, no, we're not going to go down that road. We're not going to take the easy way out here. Yeah. Even from a writer's standpoint, but even as the character's Think of how many stories world, just rely on the fina- the finality of death in some way, shape, yeah. or form. It's like, come on, there's other ways. Yeah. And I like how whatever force is doing this to him is saying, mm-hmm. no, you don't get to... You get to live life, but you just got to do it right. Yeah. Or you got to... It's, it's a life-affirming story, which I really enjoy. Yeah. And it's it, the whole love story, too. There's there every... Every aspect of this story f- is changed by that fundamental principle of mm-hmm. there is no other way out. You have to do it right. Yeah. And the love story specifically, it's like he tries to cheat his way through it. Yep. And then you can't just learn the the bullet points. You have to like you actually have to, you have to feel that, it. that genuine yes, that genuine connection. And you can tell based on the first time he like tries to quarter Rita, and you could tell he is just kind of going through the emotion, the, yeah. the motion. Sorry. No, but yeah. He's the snowball fight with the kids. Yeah. And like, it's not genuine. He's, they're it's standing more, in the in the It's a means show. to an end. Yeah. It's a means to an end for him, both maybe because he just wants to sleep with her, but also get out of what's happening. Well, it's all like, I think it's like an impossible, impossibility thing for him. It's like he's told he can't, she's too difficult of a woman to woo in his typical fashion. Yeah. So he has, he takes it almost as like a personal challenge. Yes. So I, yeah. The, and it's, then when you juxtapose that to the final sequence of, when she's there with him, his demeanor, his way of looking at it, he actually carves, I believe he carves like her face in the snow. Yeah. You know, at, he, le- at, he learns to ice sculpt with the chainsaw. Yes. Too. Yeah. 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 And that's just, I mean, that right there is a dead giveaway that he's been stuck in this day. Yeah. For a long time. And I think that that's like why you can't kind of prove the, the intended time scope of yeah. this like by like because there's a lot of like intended subtext like missing time between scenes mm-hmm. kind of things but yeah that's and i think if i remember correctly that the they then just kind of walk off it snows and then that's where it ends right or or do they I, I always get that scene and then the scene where they're throwing cards into the hat yeah confused i always get that confused with like which one so cards cards in the hat the one that they actually like make it out of the loop you're you're, you're referring yeah. to. Which so one is it that ends the loop? That's after the party. She wins him in the uh, Yeah. The, and then the he contest. sculpts that's when he does the sculpture of her, right? Or is that a different night? I think that that's a different night. Okay. I know it's after the party, yeah. She bids So it's for like him. it's almost when he's not even trying anymore. 
Okay. And she wins him in the contest and then they go home. And it's like, it's like when he's trying, it's almost when he's given up on that front. Yeah. And he's not really trying anymore. He's, he's now just experiencing life. He's for experiencing what it life. Is. He's, he's, he's fully enveloped in the town and just trying to make a better place for everybody in the town. It's when he's like fully in that bubble and like he's, he's kind of freed from his old self. Yeah. All the, no, all the, agree. all the toxic qualities of his former personality. Yeah. You paid, been you paid top dollar for me. <laughs> Anything new is good. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> no, it was where, where he, where there's the the two, the young married couple that just got married. Oh yeah, and it's all a funny, funny thing. The the groom in that is what's his name? Oh uh, yeah, it's. I gotta look it up. It's it's Zod. Mike it's, Michael Michael uh, Shannon. Michael Shanahan. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. But it's it's Zod. It's it's yeah yeah. I know. I couldn't believe it. The I last caught time the, I, saw I caught that. on to that like, right around. Right around the time that that premiered, because I was a I was a huge fan of Road to Perdition at the time, and I was like, I was like wait, 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 and I wound, I wound it back, and I was like, how did I never notice that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, I think it's funny how in that scene they he they're all calling him Doctor Connors. Well, yeah, because he, he <laughs> saves Brian Doyle Murphy. <laughs> he he gives them the tickets as a wedding present. Yeah, because like they weren't they were had they were both having they both had cold feet or something. Yeah, and he got them tickets to WrestleMania, and he's like, oh WrestleMania, yeah. He's like. No way, we're going to be like in Pittsburgh anyway. I always laugh at that line because I'm like WrestleMania and it has never come to Pittsburgh. No, it's it's a it's a true sign that some like somebody was not a not a Pittsburghite. <laughs> but yeah, I just always find that that's that's not doesn't ruin the movie for me. I just think it's funny. It, uh, yeah, having like, grown up in Pittsburgh, that like nope, never happened. That's one of my favorite things too. Like just movies in general. Like when you when you live in a place, there, the yeah, there's some that. things you'll see through yeah, a little bit more so than like the general populace aren't. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, de- like uh, you can't say enough about. Oh, it's, it's one there. of those ones I mean, you can't. Like I said before, you cannot cover it in a short discussion. But I think it's one that goes beyond just making you laugh. It gives you a lot of life experience to think about. Yeah, and I think it's one that's very. It's, it's very valuable viewing for not just like people who like to laugh, but people who like deep Buddhist level yeah. thinking. And I think that that's where Harold Ramis's true charm is. I mean, like all those aforementioned movies make you touch on that level in some way. And I think that it's, it's, I think a good, a good piece of writing can just make you short, shorthand laugh and giggle, mm-hmm. but can also like test your foundations. of understanding Oh yeah. It can always like, it, like, yeah, no, it, it, it's, I feel like any good piece of art should comfort, but challenge. Yeah. At the same time. And get the insane kind of range out of either your Bill Murray or your Brendan Fraser yeah. or your Michael Keaton. Yeah. No, I got to say, those, I mean, all of that is true. Like, he would definitely get the range out of the actors. Or, or like, any movie that had Ramis had his name sort of yeah. attached to, you're getting, even, even we're bringing it up again, but even Ghostbusters, like, as it's a full-on comedy, but there are... That was moments. that was a team effort. Yes, yeah. Ghostbusters like it, uh, not not to take anything away from Ivan Reitman who like oh yeah was, no not at all that whole thing falls apart without him he like he set that insane schedule and somehow sold his soul to the devil to yeah. achieve getting it <laughs> finished. But I mean that you have a team of writer comedian ultimate professionals. You have, like, you have lightning like, in a bottle. There, like that, that can't well. ever work with any other situation. Yeah. Like if they, the original intended team of Ghostbusters, it would not be the same movie. No, like, yeah. That's, that's no shade on any of the original intended, like the Eddie Murphys and all that. Like there's, there's no shade on that group, but I do, maybe John Belushi brings something to the table, but different, different comedic energy that I don't think taps on the yeah. same buttons. But yes, Groundhog Day, definitely 
one that belongs in the pantheon of stuff to yeah to go watch. What are your thoughts on how it's shot? I think, honest to God, I think it's one of the best shot comedies. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a. Uh, the opening sequence makes Pittsburgh like the what always bothered me was the backdrop in the newsroom of Pittsburgh looks yeah. so insanely frigid. Yeah, <laughs> like Pittsburgh's maybe looked that cold maybe twice in my yeah. lifetime. <laughs> like, no, I like the actual it, yeah. the, the river point is like frozen over. Uh-huh. Like, I can't I can't tell you how many times that's happened through the course of the nineties to now. Like, but yeah, it's something. Again, I say this every time. I'm going to say it again. Here's another movie that I just don't know what it is. But <laughs> it it had the the cadence of the scenes and it's, the way it feels is a perfect just edited hits movie. differently to me yeah than newer movies and I'll, I'm biased fine well you know 100%. what I think you know what I think that that is we've talked about this a couple of times up till now I think I think I've ruminated on it and got gotten my finger on the button I think that movies now are just expected to flow faster like yeah even in production isn't that is that yeah i so, think that that's what it boils down to is I, I guess i just i'm just not as big a fan of that as i am maybe because growing up with movies like this where, i always point my finger at the thing so the thing was allowed time in yeah. production more than like any other movie ever yeah because like they just let them do their thing they were like left to go complete it at their leisure they were yeah. like, just get us something usable so, like I don't, I don't care how long it takes like just do it and but like it was they had all the, like, all the time in the world and I think movies didn't have that like breakneck pace in production that they do now now yeah. you're expected to like turn it around and I'm like it's not feasible that's not like that doesn't allow air for the movie to breathe no I, that's that's exactly the thing like I, I feel like movies don't breathe anymore as more as much they feel like they're being strangled yeah you can feel it I, I i feel like there's like i i as the audience the viewer am not being given the time to properly feel the emotion that they want me to sometimes yeah. you need like those heads and tails on the scene to to make it work to just make it pop and it's not a lot but like and then but it's more like you got to get this scene over with so we can get more in here and you need to have this so it adds to the universe and and we need these many people on TikTok to tick about it and uh, and I think it, a lot of people I don't know want- that that's something that I I notice a lot now with especially like bigger tentpole movies that 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 cadence is the word and it's not the right word I want to look but the rhythm uh, well, of it I is think very that's different. why I think that's Whether why that's like good w- or bad one I'm take still- films have become so popular I think I think that's a big reason why because it's kind of strong arming that real world pace into yeah. the, baking the real the pace of the real world yeah. into the film and I think that's why that style so like Birdman basically anything by by Emmanuel Lubezki's yeah. shooting I think that the post Children of Men I think that that's that's why that style is so popular because it, it really is strong arming that pace into the edit. Mm-hmm. They can't; they have no choice but to deliver it as at that speed. Yeah, and I, it's it's a tough thing to get anymore because I, I like I, it costs so much just to even have a camera, like even digital film, whatever. It's just just even having people in a room is extremely yeah, yeah. costly. And there is like a there's a savoriness, like when you want to savor something when you're eating. Yeah, that is lost on a lot of movies I watch now. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. Maybe just because I'm getting older. But there's there's a larger conversation for this for another time. But I, I think that's film formats like things being too clean, like not like, mm-hmm. like there's there's all kinds of elements that go into modern filmmaking not being as and it's 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 not just I've noticed stuff. it's not just film too. Some of the books, some of the newer books I've read, yeah, they're they're good, they're well written, but 
they don't, don't even hold a candle to some of some, some of the, the older like classics. Like just in my opinion, again, who am I? I'm just some idiot talking on a microphone right now. <laughs> but well, it, it largely depends on the book. There's something it's subjective. Yes, I there's think a there's subjective s- thing. I think happening there's here. something to like sifting through the mass amount of content, like where there's more content coming out per day. Yeah. Like but books, that, media of all kinds. But, like uh, like that elbow room, I guess. A lot of stories now, even books, I've noticed, like, eh, they're not giving them that room to just kind of just be for a minute. Yeah. Kind of like what was what Groundhog Day is. Literally the at. opening shot through the credits is open air. Yeah. There's a very, very vast feeling of openness to this otherwise somewhat closed down story. Like it takes yeah. place in one small town. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not covering the Serengeti. It's just one small area, but it's still fe- like you can feel the openness of mm-hmm. it and the atmosphere. Yeah. But there's a lot to that. And I think that's partly why this movie really stands the test of time is like, it, it is a perfectly paced edit. It is shot beautifully. Yeah. The, the, chaotic nature of the production schedule was handled very well as as best we can understand from an outside outside perspective mm-hmm. and it's it's principles are all very sound and provocative and yeah it, it, i think it hits on so many different cylinders to keep an audience's interest and to really give you something to think about and if nothing else get a few solid laughs out of it yeah no right. absolutely but you don't you don't get gems like that every day no you don't and I think it proves it proves that it is is a classic. Yes. Don't mess with my brain. Not now. Not after Phil. China. Not after Phil Connors. <laughs> Not after Chinese dinner. <laughs>